Discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Roundtable, coming to you live from Beijing. I'm He Yang. Good as always to have you with us. Having too much of a good thing brings problems. That we know about technology by now. At least I would hope so. More young people are opting for old-fashioned dumb phones without smart features. Most of us have become so dependent on. Is dumb the new smart? We discuss the return of dumb phones and part-time children or. Full-time offspring. I am talking about adults, by the way. We discuss how young adults in China navigate relationships with their parents, and well, we've got a wonderful show for you as we've got a new lineup today、uh, for today's program. I'm joined by Xinyu and Brandon Yates in the studio. First on today's show. As phone makers race to launch their latest and smartest products, a growing number of young people are turning back to dumb phones or feature phones with basic functions and simple designs. Why is to declutter one's digital space, rediscover the pleasures of the real world, and focus on in-person social interactions? It's getting harder to truly unplug in a digital and tech-dominated world. Is it? Conceivable to make the conscious choice of a de facto digital cleanse. So dumb phones, as opposed to smart ones, are taking <laughs> off these days.、Yeah. So Xinyu, tell us what's going on in China. Okay, so in China, dumb phones or feature phones are making a comeback among a group of Gen Zs and Millennials who are conscious about the impacts of smartphones and they want to regain independence from technology. So on Chinese social media platforms, many people are sharing their experience of abandoning smartphones and using dumb phones instead. So. Dumb phone, as you said, is the, quite the opposite of smart. Smart. It's a type of mobile phone that reminds you a lot of the earlier generations of the mobile phones, like two decades ago, with、um, typically with buttons to press for inputs and a small non-touch display. So it has very limited features. You can make phone calls, you can send text messages, and you can have this internet browsing function. But it's quite less addictive, and many people opt for this. Kind of dumb phones for digital detox, as they say. All right,、um, Brandon, have you seen this kind of phenomenon elsewhere、uh, around the world? Well, there are certainly some reports coming from the U.S. saying、mm-hmm. that Gen Z over there are like, yeah, we don't mind a little bit of this retro fashion or tech <laughs> use. I mean, I've definitely heard about it being reported on. I haven't personally seen it myself.、Um, obviously, being new in China. One experience that I have had is that walking around and just being on the subway and that kind of thing. I've seen that. I think all generations of Chinese people. I think there seems to be a lot more of not necessarily a reliance, but a lot more of a use of、uh, smartphones as opposed to where I'm from. They, they and you're from South, South Africa. Africa. Yeah, yeah, yeah.、Mm. Um, but even to other countries that I've been to. I mean, Brazil,、uh, Thailand,、um, you know, Greece, a couple of other places. Everyone has a smartphone. But in China, it just seems to be a, a constant. So whether it's reading the news, watching some sort of series, playing games, whenever there's a moment where they're not p- people that I've seen that are not taking part in some sort of activity, whether it's work or playing a sport or exercising, something like that, there just seems to be a smartphone in front of their face, and I think that's a huge problem. And I think that might be why we're seeing this trend. 
um, emerging of uh, uh, going back to older sorts of cell phones, whereas people still want to stay connected to each other and they still want to have phones for emergencies. But I think they're trying to step away from that constant reliance and constant need of smartphone um, features. Mm, that is very interesting. And also you alluded to something of, oh, this could be a problem. And I think uh, that, that's an interesting way to dissect this issue because I remember there was, well, probably almost a decade ago or at least a few <laughs> years ago when people were all uh, very positive about uh, welcoming this device into our lives, into your pocket. Mm. And it felt like I can squeeze in like uh, different activities in these small, fragmented fractions of time. And therefore, I'm supposed to be more productive or I'm supposed to be able to be more connected with people, know more about the world. Like in previous, well, in previous years, you wouldn't be able to read the news for that, you know, maybe mm. like two minutes when you're waiting for the train or the subway train to come to, to pull in on the platform. But now you can read the news or chat with your girlfriend or whoever. And uh, and that was seen as a really positive thing. But look at us now, a few years later, and people, and I'm sure everybody has read extensively on, oh, actually staying connected can be kind of a problem too. I think it has pros and cons. So I think there are still definitely a lot of pros to having a smartphone and being able to, you know, access your work information, entertainment when you're, you know, waiting in line for something, or like you said, waiting for the subway, that kind of thing. And smartphones do definitely have a lot of features that have allowed us to connect more, mm -hmm. see more of the world, and I think be more aware of what's going on. So there are definitely a huge amount of pros for smartphones. However, I think the major con that people are realizing at this point in time where we're seeing certain portions of demographics, I suppose in China, and like you've said, in the United States and a couple of other countries where there's a... a a return to less smartphones or dumb phones. Mm -hmm. um, I think one of the main reasons for that is because people are craving an in-person connection mm -hmm. that I think smartphones have potentially taken away from some people, particularly young people. I think the danger that young people have is that I don't think they're going to be able to develop those in-person people-to-people skills that you know the likes of us have because I, I suppose you and I have had an experience in the past where smartphones weren't a thing and we had to you know kind of figure out how to work these devices but we developed a part of our brain that allowed us to think quickly on our feet as opposed to looking up some sort of information online we know how to interact with new people um, face to face and i think that's something younger generations might be struggling with yeah and also in addition to in-personal uh, connection that you brendan just mentioned and i also think that we are Nowadays, bombarded by information you get from smartphones, mm. you, um, continuously, um, constantly, you get notifications nonstop from your phones, and you're sometimes unaware of how much time you spent on watching these kind of short videos or whatever. Um, you're just browsing through this kind of um, digitally um, stimulating contents yeah. while lying on her couch probably and um, this kind of constant digital stimulation gets you more addicted and um, nowadays with our iPhones or whatever you can check your screen time and one netizen said that um, 
he later find out he、um, uses this、uh, iPhone for like over ten years a day, and over ten、uh, hours, over ten hours a day. <laughs>、yeah. so、sorry, over ten hours a day. That's、um, crazy. That's、mm. crazy. And the most used app is actually WeChat, and、mm-hmm. I think that's quite normal for Chinese people, including、yeah. me.、Um, but that WeChat usage、um, takes. Uh, up to 37 hours a week, so that's、wow. roughly five hours a day. And he then suddenly realized why he couldn't finish reading a book in a year. You know, you you have spent a lot of time on this、um, smart device, and then you kind of lose、um, the ability to、uh, be aware of the. Uh, the 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 impacts of technology on you,、mm-hmm. and so that's kind of、um, why people are opting for digital minimalism is because they are now getting conscious about how、um, this so-called smart devices can、um, influence our daily lives and what we can do to better use this kind of、um, devices. But、yeah. do you think? Sorry, do you think now that in the digital age, it's kind of also a risk to step away from smartphones because we live in an environment where If we're not aware of everything that's changing on a, a minute-to-minute basis, almost we kind of fall behind. I mean, in terms of like the news, technology, even things that are happening in your neighborhood,、yeah. it seems to be evolving and changing, you know, every single day. So people that are stepping away from smartphones and having access to information all the time,、mm-hmm. do you think that they might kind of fall behind with the way the world's going? Yeah, I think that's also one of the、um, anxiety that people are experiencing.、Yes. You're you're afraid of falling behind, and I'm also wondering how realistic is this to use dumb phones for?、Mm-hmm. Like you said,、um, we are living in a world that smartphones are quite embedded in our daily lives. It's part of, almost feel like it's part of my body. That、yeah. I wherever I go, I should bring it. For some people, they even go to the bathroom with their smartphones with them. You、a、know, a lot of people. <laughs> Steve Jobs actually said that his vision was. That the computer would become an extension、uh, of a person, and、yeah. that and that dream has become a reality because a cell phone is literally a part of who we are. It's、yes. pretty incredible that something someone like him, you know,、uh, predicted that in the eighties. Well,、mm. so surprise, surprise, being the father <laughs> of the yeah, iPhone, exactly.、Right? Yeah, but I suspect that maybe everything you guys just said is all an illusion. <laughs> <laughs> As human beings, perfectly fine on this earth for thousands of years, and it, it was it was fine. And and for anybody who's living in,、uh, let's say Beijing, Shanghai, you know these mega cities in China, then we're constantly under this idea that, well, also maybe it's your personal observation that your city's changing. You know,、mm-hmm. like.、Um, There's always a new restaurant that's、uh, opened, a new bar, and of course, you know, some of them go away from time to time. And then there's like so many things to keep up with, and of course, there is the fear of missing out in a fast-changing society in the digital world and all that. But if we're like truly honest to ourselves, and do you need? To keep up、yes. with every、yeah. single thing, because a lot of it doesn't affect you at all. I think、mm-hmm. it really depends on where you live, what kind of climate you're in, in terms of the situation in that city or country, and also what line of work you're in. So,、mm-hmm. for example, can you imagine not having a smartphone during COVID times, where laws were changing every single day? You know, people were isolating at different times. I think ha- not having a smartphone 
during those times would have mm-hmm. been inc- made life incredibly difficult just with all of the you know changes that were happening in terms of what was allowed and what mm-hmm. wasn't allowed and i mean think um, imagine if you're living but but, but also yeah. if i may just quickly interject yeah. um some people actually said that during covid when a lot of us were staying at home mm. uh working remotely um of course you know if it's during work hours then you need to be on call yeah, but right. otherwise um some people find found solace in taking a break from all of that and mm-hmm. remember the term doom scrolling yeah. and to break away from that which is you know when you're looking at your phone with all these news stories or whatnot that seemed very depressing and mm. then people tend to sort of go down this downward spiral of oh is my world filled with bad news after bad news when in fact well there is like good news good things happening as well but maybe we're just trapped in our information cocoon or or maybe there was a moment when just um you know the bad news is grabbing our attention so often so anyhow taking a break from that actually benefited greatly for people and there was a lot of discussion about well actually you know that setup, although temporarily during COVID uh, quarantine time or or whatnot, it it changed our outlook on how to handle technology and maybe keeping a distance seemed possible. And there's definitely a bright side to that. There definitely yeah. is. I just think it really depends on your situation and what kind of industry you're in um, and what kind of information you're consuming. So I think taking a break from you know global news and you know constant updates and maybe constantly flicking through you know social media videos that aren't necessarily linked to critical information i think that's definitely a good thing because like uh like you mentioned it, it could reduce anxiety um and make you more relaxed and you know more aware of your surroundings and just enjoying the space and the time that you're in and the people that you're around in person and i think that's probably one of the the benefits of it mm-hmm. but then at the same time you you know like i said i think it depends in what kind of industry involved and so i mean for example us as journalists i don't know how much of a break <laughs> we could take from you know media and cell phones and that kind of thing because i think we might potentially fall behind with trends and you know information that people want to receive from us so mm-hmm. i guess it kind of depends what time maybe on the weekends it's a good idea mm-hmm. Yeah. Or after work. Or after work, yeah. Yeah, in China, uh, I think there are some um, people who work in internet companies. They have put this kind of digital minimalism in their practice um, after work because you cannot avoid using um, smartphones for their work. So they mm. choose to lock their smartphones in the drawer before they leave the office building <laughs> after work so that they can enjoy a night of their own, you know, without this disturbance of notifications or messages from other people. If they someone want to call you in an emergency, they can um, dial the, the number, you mm-hmm. know, um, so... This is one of the ways they um, to control the screen time, and also they want to get um, get more exposed to their real life. Mm-hmm. They want to experience. Yeah, mm-hmm. in RL, you know, that's <laughs> the abbreviation which sticks, and it's really interesting and made me think about as we're doing research for this uh, topic, um, sort of the connection between real life and the digital life and um, when you look at, uh, when you read science fiction and uh, watch a lot of movies these days there seems to be a great emphasis on um, you know maybe in the future we could all be connected to avatars and we live in the digital world I hate that idea oh. <laughs> 
that so, freaks me out. Like a- AI and that's uh, the avatar world and um, the metaverse and all of that uh, kind of thing. You know, just d- drawing further and further away from reality. That idea is so scary to me. Yeah, and mm. and you're a member of the Gen Z, right? Yeah. yeah so I, I think it's really great to have you know people speak up their minds and realize that well, actually, you know, we have one very good example of a person here who defies <laughs> you know the general perceptions of what supposedly Gen Z believes in these days. So you've got, you know, almost um, a a lot of discussion Mm -hmm. and imagination about that side of things. But when in reality, you know, what we do every day in real life is it feels like a separate world. And and I just wonder, as we like usher into the future, what what does real life mean? And what does that digital life mean? Because these days, a lot of people do split their lives, yeah. their times online and offline. And some people have a gaming persona. Yes. And they have like, boyfriends and girlfriends in that life whole different personalities yeah Yeah. and and in reality they could be married and you know they're working a nine-to-five job or whatever it is and then it's just fascinating how Mm. we arrange our time and devote our attention to online and offline and how desperate some people seem to to say that I need to lock my smartphone away so that it doesn't disturb my life. I mean... Well, just about the locking the smartphone away, there's been studies that I think uh, mentioned that the, um, looking at your at a video on social media is the equivalent to taking a hit of a cigarette. Mm-hmm. So it is like an instant quick high that yeah. people can really get addicted to. So mm-hmm. I think it does, for some people, really require them to lock their phones away. But going back to what you were saying about you know digital personalities and having a whole life away from the real world, for me as a South African, that seems to be more unique to bigger cities and bigger countries. So like China, the US, maybe certain parts of Europe as well. In South Africa, look, we also definitely have a huge reliance on uh, digital technology and social media. But again, it's it's more of an extension of who we are, who we are. So for example, for me, I'm constantly on social media apps, but I'm normally documenting my real life. You know, so taking photos, taking uh-huh. videos, sharing that with people that are, are not with me here in China. Whereas what you describe now, there do seem to be a certain portion of the population that have completely separate lives that involves digital media that is not necessarily shared with people that they know in the real world. Mm. So that seems to be quite an interesting subcategory of, um, you know, internet and digital media users, which... I'm not sure if it's healthy or not. I think it is a great escape for some people that maybe have difficult day-to-day lives in real life. But for me, I I, I can't ever see myself going down that road. Um, I, it just remind me remind me of a question. Do you really need to post that many on social media? <laughs> no, but you're Are not you following them. <laughs> no, but the thing is that but that's my use of social media is that I don't ne- I don't create a separate world for myself. I just document parts ah. of my real life that I want to remember or mm. share with people. So I'm not like taking photos of like my desk and my plant and that kind of thing. But if I go to a new place or try a new food, that's some or experience something that I want to remember. I like to document that. So I kind of use but do you digital sh- media as like a, a as a digital diary. Right, but you're mm. also sharing it with everyone yeah. who's following you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, so, but what so, I'm saying is like I don't have like a, a life that's not real, you know what I mean? Uh, so I don't have like an avatar and, you know, play games and, you know, create this whole different persona. Right. Is what I mean. yeah. Well, actually, um in in the defense of those gamers or mm. 
don't know the term for these guys. I don't guys. have a problem with it. Yeah. I just don't. Yeah, yeah. I have no experience with it. Right, right, right. Yeah. But but actually, maybe it's of a similar thing because you're spilling over your quote unquote real life mm-hmm. stories into the digital world because right. you're sharing with people online and who you probably know yeah. in person or not. Bit of maybe. both. Bit of a both. bit of both, right? Yeah. But for the gamers who are making friends, having um, you know besties online, yeah. and and a lot of some of them actually do meet up in real life, and I think that's cool. Yeah, like if they actually do get together in person and, and make new friends and new connections, I think that's fantastic. So it's like, and when you when we say they create a different persona online, but that's also sort of just magnifying a certain aspect of you. It's just in. Real life, yeah. that side doesn't creep out as much, but online, you know, you can be that warrior who smashes people into pieces yeah. and then find camaraderie with um, your your mates your peers, online. Yeah. yeah, I think that can also have pros and cons, though. I think that kind of way of using social media or gaming apps and that kind of thing could potentially be dangerous for young people. Yes, mm-hmm. and that's a different discussion for a yeah. different day. But so for these folks, it's their life online, yes. but spilling over into their real life. Yeah. And and there's nothing wrong with escaping reality from time to time, especially if you're an adult that's able to separate that world from the real, the real world. Yes, and I think that's the part of drawing boundaries that can be really difficult for some people yes. and it's difficult and it's different for everyone you know some people would accept a little bit more of the digital aspect some would accept less i can give an example of my best friend who i know in real life <laughs> since second grade best pro- friend what, what's that Best, best friend. friend. Oh, best, oh best, sorry. Best friend, yeah. I thought bus was like a game or something. <laughs> sorry. It's okay. And uh, yeah, so she's a, uh, a senior programmer and we're like of opposite personalities. We would never meet online and we would never be best friends if we met online. Anyhow, so um, and, and sometimes like I, I see her driving and of course, I'm in the passenger seat. And then she's also got her phone on talking to like her online friends because wow. she's got a whole community online and they're so integrated into her life. And then they do the the, the voice communication. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So is that through gaming or how does that where did she meet these people? Um, gaming, social media, mostly gaming. I okay. think, yeah. So, so you, it's it's easy to find your tribe, yeah. online, but it's also easy to be locked in that tribe, and that becomes a bit of a problem. Mm-hmm. Also, I like to talk a little bit more about digital detox and digital minimalism. Apparently, this is become you know in vogue these days as well. And um, do you see? Well, what do you see as the benefits and maybe possibly the um, not so bright side of it? Um, there's always, you know, sort of both side of the coin. So, Xinyu, what do you say? Um, I think um, the core of digital minimalism is to be mindful of the technology or the smart devices you're using. And in China, there actually is a survey conducted by China Youth Daily that shows um, most respondents are aware of their cell phone addiction and is willing, they're willing to prevent that kind of addiction. So 45% of the participants use their mobile phones for like three to five hours daily, so me included. And, <laughs> me too. <laughs> and about one third of them um, use them for over five hours daily. 
And people who use cell phones less than three hours per day only account for 23 percent of the respondents. And over 80 percent of them admit that cell phone addiction has caused them health issues. I think、um, anxiety that we talked about included in that kind of health issues.、Mm. And over 80 percent of the participants are trying to limit their time on cell phones. So、um, basically, I think there are an increasing number of Chinese um, um, cell phone users. They are getting aware of this.、Um, This、uh, technology, the impacts, the impacts of technology、mm. on, on their, on themselves. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, I think there are definite pros and cons of you know ha- having a minimalist approach to、um, you know、uh, smartphones and that kind of thing. I guess one of the biggest pros is that you become more aware of your surroundings, and I guess it introduces a bit more spontaneity into your life.、Mm-hmm. The cons is that you might miss out on certain events, certain happenings that you might regret missing out on at some point. Yeah. Well, as we continue to evolve and emerge in the digital world, it's all about balancing. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the minimalism as the art is, of knowing how much is just enough is what I think it essentially is. And when it、mm-hmm. comes to technology,、um, having this awareness, I think, is really important because we can't live or live without it. <laughs> so, there you go. <laughs>